Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You damn right. Welcome to Tuesday. Hope your week is going well. We are cooking up towards a lot of great football this week. Basketball fired up officially at the Moody Center last night. We've got to talk about that. And coming up this hour in the crap bag, there are some basic rules that you just have to follow when you get a week off and you're a certain kind of person. We will get to all of it. It's Chad and Zay. On the horn, on a Tuesday, I'm Chad Hastings. Joined, as always, by Isaiah Collier. He is a Bowie Bulldog. He's getting ready for a playoff matchup. He's getting ready for his Bulldogs to try to take the Vipers down in their pit. What's up, Zay? What's poppin', Chad? We are well-rested. We're basically having the bye week due to not playing against Lake Travis. I like our chances. Feeling good. Playoffs. One of the best times of the year in this state. And, yeah, I'm excited. All right. Let's start with a question about your Bowie Bulldogs. I'll give you the A-plus question. I can't tell you anything else about the game. I can't tell you how any Vandegrift player is going to show up, play, or prepare. What I will do is if I could guarantee you an A-plus performance from one Bowie Bulldog, who is it? What's the position? What's the guy? I'll guarantee you an A-plus, as good as he can play, his whole life kind of game. Who do you want it to be? Oh, man, that's tough because when you're playing against Vandergriff with everybody that they have, you need all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. From special teams to offense, defense, the whole nine. You need everybody. But if I were to say someone, I would definitely say running back Max Barnes having a big game because that I, means yep. we control the offense. We control the time of possession. If he has a big game, hopefully, like, you know, 30-something carries, 200-something yards. I think all, you're right. Just yep. all tough, just all just hard nose. keep the ball out of Vandergriff's hands, and, yeah, that, that yep. will give us a chance. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll take any type of dub. I think you're right. I think that's absolutely it. If, if I could dial up somebody to have just a badass game for Bowie, I think that's the one. Not to say the other guys, you know, there are other guys that couldn't couldn't stand to have one. It's just every once in a while, if they can't get that run game going, it affects other things. If they knew they could get that going, that would really change the game. Connor Kenyon, I think, is going to be there. Um, you know, be there at quarterback. And what is the what is the dude's name? There it is. God, what a great name! That wide receiver, the senior. He's a badass, and he's got one of the my favorite names, Nehemiah Smith Livingston. 
<laughs> God, that's a great name. And if you've seen number eight play for Bowie, you know how good he is. All right, so a little high school talk to start. we got the Flex segment coming up at 1.30 with our Student Athlete of the Week. We will get into a lot of football today. Our normal visit with Jeff Ward coming up at 1.05. Got to get his thoughts on the Longhorns getting ready for TCU. We'll ask him in his day. Was there ever – I was just trying to think of a matchup with TCU that had a feel like this. Because when TCU came here as a top five team in 2014, they did not, the Texas team did not feel like they do now. That Charlie Strong group was struggling going in, and they did not have the same vibe that they have uh, right now. So this is obviously a huge matchup. We'll talk to Jeff about that. He also wants to talk about some of this bad football that Tom Brady and others are noticing in the NFL and why it may be happening. Right now, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump on in here. Spec set piece. We'll start with Baltimore and work our way around the NFL. The Spec Set Piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. When it comes to savings, Specs leads the league with a larger selection at lower prices. Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Yeah, I just double checked that box score. Texas left that game six and six. I thought they were right around average that year in 2014. Yeah, six and six. Very different feel mm. to this ball game. Um, and uh, actually, before we get to Baltimore and New Orleans, confidence level today, Zay, on Texas TCU. How you feeling about this game? Feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, clearly the second half woes will always linger until that gets changed, but. Man, I, I, you have to think about TCU and how healthy they are. Like, Max Duggan, he can't be 100%. You know Quentin Johnson isn't 100%. Miller, he gets so many touches. They utilize him so much. For them to be 9-0 and right now, leading the Big 12, it's taken a lot. And it takes a lot out of teams to come back all of those games. Like, to be down and then come back in the second half, all the games that they have, that'll take a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. And I think the Texas Longhorns, especially coming off that bye, going into Kansas State and getting that dub the way they did with the adversity, with the Xavier Wordy fumble, with the Roshan Johnson fumble, I think this team has realized, okay, we could do something special. We have our own path that we could take to get to Jerry World. And, yeah, we got some big time, you know, opportunities coming up, and I think this is the type of team, especially with the leadership, that will relish in this situation. And yeah, I wasn't feeling good about the Kansas State game. They showed me something. I'm very proud of how this team handled the adversity, like I just said. And yeah, with TCU coming into town, college game day coming into town, all the recruits that are you know talking about flipping coming into town. Yeah, you have a lot to be excited about and optimistic about with this squad. There's a texter already agreeing with you. The Specs text line is 337-3776. This says lots of confidence as long as we can score 63 in the first half. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hey, true that. Two teams that definitely do it differently. TCU in their last five games have fallen down by some margin and then come back to win. Texas obviously has had a couple leads get away from them, and then the Kansas State game, it gets away from them as well. I was re- I rewatched the game last night, and I went back to Steve Sarkeesian's words of self-inflicted wounds. Two massive plays in that game. Those two turnovers – Think about when they occurred. One, it's 21-10, Texas. And, uh, and Roshan Johnson is 
gone. Gone. And it wasn't going to be a touchdown, but it was, a, I believe it was a fourth down play. Yeah. They he, went, was, he was the fullback. Yeah, they went gutsy on a fourth down call. They got it. Momentum. Crowd just dejected. But the guy timed it right. He went with the old Derek Johnson punch out, but he went over the top with it. He timed it literally to where when Roshan brought the ball up, he punched it out, and then things turned. Now, no points came off of that. Yeah, my man from Chicago, the Bears used to do that all the time. But you got um, Til- Peanut Tillman. Peanut Tillman. Yep, good Peanut call. Peanut Tillman. That yeah. was what he made a living off of. They call it the Peanut Punch yeah. in, in Chicago. They started calling <laughs> it that because he was so good at it. You're right. So that's one, and that gives you a zero overall because nobody scored off of it. So then later, I forgot that the second turnover from Worthy, it's 31-10 at that point. Mm. He runs that nice little, by the way, that shallow cross. Run it all the time. Run it five times a game. Pick who you run it with. I don't care. You run that thing five times a game. Send two guys the other way. Run a shallow cross with Worthy or Sanders the other way. You're going to get so many yards off of that and play. How about Quinn Ewer's sense of awareness of being right at the line of scrimmage? Yes. When he made that throw on the move to Xavier Worthy right before he fumbled that thing. Makes the throw. The guy puts his hat right on the ball. It's a fumble. They do. And then the next sequence was wild. Texas actually gives up a bunch of yards, but. K-State committed a penalty, so it was a you know offsetting penalty situation. And then, somehow, Texas let Kansas State out of a first and 35 situation. Brutal. Oh, that was brutal. And that led ultimately to a touchdown. Now it's 31-17. Internet breaks because of 31-17. Oh, my God, is Texas going to give it up again? But ultimately, they hold on. So I would agree with Steve Sarkeesian. Those self-inflicted wounds are bad. Are those great defensive plays? Yes. But you have to not let those happen, especially at home. When your crowd wants to be behind you, you can't give them reasons to murmur and get sad and get quiet. Because this crew will. This, this, this crowd will get quiet on you if you let them. You have to give them something to believe in early and then power through. And don't make little mistakes. Because they've seen too many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deja vu is real. And yeah, just all the mistakes that you saw in Stillwater, the 14 penalties there to Oklahoma State zero, like whatever you want to say, yes, Oklahoma State having zero penalties, that's absolutely bogus, but still, Texas shouldn't have that many penalties on their right, end. Right, they and were then, sloppy. Yeah, yeah, then two weeks later, all the all second-half penalties. You have zero in the first half, you put up yeah, 31 points. Yeah, that was weird. And then in the second half, the penalties start to come. And that, that's just a discipline thing. You still got to be sound. Like, if Steve Sarkeesian wants to keep running this offense that made him or made the team very successful in the first half, that put up all of those points. If you want to continue that success, you can't have what he's calling self-inflicted wounds by having those false start infractions and penalties and stuff like that. You got to stay locked in. You got to stay focused for all four. Four quarters. <laughs> Somebody says I won't feel good unless Texas is up thirty-five at the half. No, L O L. Yeah, well, I, I could get that. Yeah, if you're if you're up five full touchdowns, you should feel comfortable. Yeah, because we we've been talking about it, Chad. The other team, when Texas goes up double digits, whatever it is, 10, 14, yeah. 21, 
the opposing team, they start to get a little more hiccup in their giddy-up. They start to push the rock more, a little more no huddle. Then they start attacking middle of the field, which that's where Texas is most vulnerable. And especially now with the secondary, everybody being shuffled around and stuff, that's what teams are going to continue to do. You're definitely going to see Sonny Dykes' team do it. That the week after that, you're going to see Kansas do it. And the week after that, you're going to see Baylor do it because that's how you beat the horns. I yep. mean, it, it was very odd that Chris Kleiman went with Adrian Martinez and said, you know what? Let's try to run the football. We got Deuce Vaughn. Right. Let's prove, let's make that Texas D-line. Let's see if they could stop us. And that Texas D-line, that's the vocal point of this D. That's the best part of this defense. Those guys have been tough all year long, which has allowed guys like Jalen Ford and DeMarvion Overshone to shine and get all the tackles that they're getting and really, you know, get room to make plays. So that that, that was odd. And you got to go back thinking, well, they're trying to preserve Will Howard's red shirt. And I don't know how many games left that he has where – you know, he'll lose a year, but I felt like that went into a, that decision of Adrian Martinez playing the full game. Yeah, and that was weird to watch, too. I would have gone with a little Will. I would have tried some Will Howard, at least a little bit of it, because I think throwing against Texas is the way to get them, uh, and Kansas State wasn't quite on that level. Uh, if you have thoughts on Texas and TCU, it's building up towards an incredible show, 6.30 on Saturday evening. Remember, our pregame will start at 2.30 on Bevo Boulevard. I'm hearing today they're going to open Bevo Boulevard nice and early for you folks. How about 11 a.m. for Bevo Boulevard? And that's right after College Game Day finishes up. They're going to be over on the LBJ lawn again. Get out there early for College Game Day as well. We'll get you more info this week on all the stuff that's going on. So NFL-wise, Cowboys fans, you have a question to ponder today because your coach and your owner and a lot of folks are trying to answer the OBJ question over the last few days when Jerry said something may be in the works. Apparently he wasn't talking trade deadline. He was talking free agent OBJ. That's what I'm talking about, Jerry. Based on what you're seeing, Zay, you like this idea? I mean, it just depends on OBJ's health. He's endured so many knee injuries. I feel like every place he's been at, New York, Cleveland, the Rams, he's had a big-time injury that set him back. And, you know, when is that going to catch up with him? Because OBJ's definitely matured. Like, that was kind of a question mark with him and his career. Does this guy joke too much? You remember the whole uh, uh, New York Giants on the yacht, you know, situation where all the, all the players were on the yacht and they had the weed on the yacht and mm. stuff. And OBJ, he was, you know, front center of that. So it was always question, can this guy mature? Will he be a team guy first instead of a me guy first? And he clearly proved that with his tenure in, in L.A. And yeah. it, it was just brutal. Super Bowl you know, you do. You work so hard to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, He's having God. a terrific game. He was. You know, and he really. And I feel like, dude, how reason, bad were they going to beat the Bengals if he stays healthy? Oh man, they, they, <laughs> they were going to flatten they them. They beat the brakes off those boys. But you know, you got to think about them, the Rams, and where they are, and how bad they're struggling offensively, and how they could probably use that. Mm-hmm. But they're probably wondering, man, that, another big time injury. We know the wide receivers hate turf in the NFL. They talk about how they'd rather play on grass because you see so many guys just non-contact injuries just go off the field and get in the cart because of, I don't know, the turf and their legs. And it's just, it's, it's weird science. I definitely want to go and look at the science behind it. It's definitely 
definitely interesting. But, you know, I, it's just all about his health. And if he's healthy yeah. enough to give you a spark, then why not take a chance on him? Yeah, I'm somewhat intrigued by the idea. You got C.D. Lamb becoming a number one receiver, and certainly that's what you need it to be. OBJ was able to stay out of the uh, out of the way of a guy like Cooper Cup. Let him be the star. Let him be the stud. And they said his his work ethic was incredible. They said his leadership was incredible. They said his you know his sort of distraction level was way low. There was nothing really crazy going on with uh, you know with Beckham there. So if I'm the Cowboys, I probably take a look. You might need another ingredient to get through this NFC. Your offense is not super dynamic right now. Maybe another weapon, maybe another something for a defense to think of uh, is a good idea. But Zay, just like every other big decision with the Cowboys right now, who do I want to make this decision for the Dallas Cowboys? What you mean? Who do I want to make this decision for the Dallas Cowboys? I have put a committee together that gets to make all the decisions. Micah Parsons, uh, <laughs> Dan Quinn, and Demarcus Lawrence. Put my committee together and let them decide. If they say yes on OBJ, I say yes on OBJ. This defense is running things. Let them choose. Come on, man. That, that's that's a little let them that's choose. A little cold. That's a little cold. Because basically, what you what you're telling me is that Big Mike, Big Mac, uh, my man Kellen Moore, my man uh, 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 um, Jerry Joe, Stephen Jones, they don't got nothing to do with the successful year the Cowboys are having in 2022. I didn't say nothing to do. I said the defense is leading the way here, and I think even Jerry would admit that maybe checking with Micah Parsons might be a good idea. Yeah, just check with eleven. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, eleven's had a hell of a year. I saw him at the Mavs game last night. He's he's such an interesting guy because he has a kids like mentality. Like he's always talking about Madden, which you can make money off video games now. So I don't know how much of a kid thing it is at this point, but <laughs> but still, he's always talking about his Madden rating. I feel like that motivates him to play harder, which hey. If that motivates you, then give him all the video games he sure. needs. But, you know, he talks about on Twitter how he's a Warriors fan and, you know, Luca's kind of making him change his, you know, his mindset on the NBA. So he loves sports. He loves competition. He clearly loves winning, you know, with the Warriors and stuff like that. And, yeah, he's he's just the ultimate great player to have on your franchise mm -hmm. and yeah you're benefiting off his rookie contract still i don't yes, know how are. much long you're gonna be able to do that no because he he ain't gonna be worth you know he ain't gonna be cheap no, that's he, for damn sure yeah he's gonna need his money real real fast cowboy fans let us know what you think do you want obj if it could be worked out does odell beckham jr sound good to you if you could get a little healthy version of him somebody texted in give cooper rush a vote on that all right some cooper rush love uh coming in so Somebody says, I don't like that Jerry puts it out there that OBJ is a possibility because, you know, someone is going to try and swoop in and C-block that move. That's possible, too. But Jerry is the 80-year-old owner with a lot of radio shows, so that's kind of how he operates. Uh, Cowboys and Packers this Sunday, 325. We got it right here for you on the horn. Last night, week nine of the NFL rounded out with Baltimore beating New Orleans 27-13. to So, Zay, let's get an update on the Brett Favre's The Great American Fantasy Team. You said you needed Lamar and Kamara to be bad. One was bad, but one was pretty good. How did it end up? I won. 126. Oh. 113. Alvin Kamara, that's what I'm talking about, dog. 
That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Alvin Kamara, he has a lot to uh, think about. I feel like he's still going through that case, uh, that Vegas thing where Ooh. he knocked out homeboy. I forgot about that. That came up again this week. Okay. So that's a distraction. Who knows if his mind was in it. Hey, he ain't on my team. If you had Alvin Kamara, sorry. Like, he didn't really do much for you. Seems like him and Andy Dalton don't have much of a chemistry because Alvin Kamara, he makes majority of his money doing everything as a running back a little bit of receiving a little bit of running the ball hell i've even seen him throw it a couple times so it's just that team and yeah you got to give love to the ravens their defense especially with roquan smith the addition to him they look pretty damn good last night but yeah you just gotta wonder what's going on in new orleans message sent to the cincinnati Bengals without chase in their lineup and roquan smith gets added to the to the ravens that's interesting there in that division baltimore goes to six and three with the win and here's how much they contain kamara nine carries for 30 yards so 3.3 on the average and only three catches for 32 and zay no touchdowns yes zero that is huge. Uh, and how in the world you don't give Kamara more than nine carries in that game, I, I will never know. Wait, no, I do know. They only had the ball for 22 minutes. That's how. Because the Saints defense got pushed up and down. They got a full tour of their own home stadium last night. 38 minutes of time of possession. That's what Baltimore wants to do. They need to clean up a couple things. They need to tweak a couple things. Lamar Jackson, you can't keep having that play clock running down over and over. And then you're getting mad and screaming at your teammates. Y'all got to figure all that out. And then you met, almost messed it up on the very next play. They could have called. They could have called two straight um. Well, what's the, the the delay a game? You could have called two straight delays on them if you wanted to. Lamar's got to clean some of that stuff up on the road. Silent count. You're gonna have to deal with that moving forward. But Zay, if they get you in the right kind of football game, the Baltimore Ravens are are so dangerous if you let them pull you into their style. Yeah, because like you said, with how good their defense is and how good they've gotten with the addition of Roquan Smith, they can choke you out like they did last night. They control the game, especially on the ground. And Lamar Jackson, you know, he he just – he'll take so much life out of you when – you know, it seems like you got him wrapped up. It seems like, oh, man, this is only a five-yard game. And then somehow he could just twerk his body Oof. and slither and snake his way through a defense. And that five-yard game that you thought you had turns into a 13-yard game on a big-time third down. And, you know, we all know when it comes to run, uh, running quarterbacks, that deflates the defense the most, especially <laughs> when you have everybody covered. You're a man-to-man, tight coverage. Everybody's locked up, and then somehow he gets away and he put up 82 yards on 11 attempts last night. And Kenyon Drake, the addition of him this year, that's been big because we all know you got to have a good running game for Lamar Jackson to be successful. Yep. You know, him only going 12 for 22. You saw Peyton Manning kind of roasting him, but also praising him at the same time about his com- uh, mechanics. There was that weird throw that he had where he was just squared as I don't know what and yeah. just threw it sidearm. <laughs> Peyton Manning, you know Peyton it's Manning. crazy. He's a quarterback perfectionist. He, that drove right. him nuts. He was like, yo, kids, if you see that, <laughs> if you're trying to be a quarterback, don't do don't that. Don't do that. Lamar Jackson is special. Yeah. He can get away with those things. So, and that, you know, Lamar Jackson, he needs to clean up those types of things. And if he does, then 
Look out for Baltimore. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so Baltimore wins last night to start or to end week nine of the NFL. Week ten is coming up. We got week eleven in college football with some ranked matchups, including the one right here in Austin. Up next, we'll get into a little bit of the CFP rankings. Have you checked those rankings? Do you see the team that could screw TCU out of the spot? There's actually two of them. We'll talk about that coming up. Plus, Texas basketball opened up the Moody Center officially last night with a win. We'll get Zay's thoughts on it. You give us your thoughts as well. Specs text line 337-3776. We are off and running on a Tuesday. This is The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. started on a Tuesday. Hmm. Definitely going back a ways. Feels like we might be in the 80s. Um, maybe a maybe. little. Maybe. Maybe. I felt like this is more 90s. Maybe more 90s. Okay. Uh, individual artist, I'm assuming. This isn't a ba- I don't know. I, I, oh. I feel like it's a band. Oh, look at, oh, wait. Here we go. Uh-oh. Ooh, faithful. We got a little bit of a maybe a religious vibe going on here. Um, it's a duo. A duo. Uh, yeah, I don't have it. Who is it? Go West. Oh, I didn't have that at all. No, <laughs> no, 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 no chance. Go West. What's the song called? Faithful. Faithful. All right, there you go. All right, go west, young man. There's a lot of stuff going on west, east, south, north, and everywhere in football right now. We hit a little bit of the Ravens beating the Saints. Uh, we'll give you another stat on that real quick here in a sec. want to remind you, high school football cranking up, of course, with the playoffs this week. Under the Lights is tonight, every Tuesday for you at 7. It is Austin's longest-running radio show of its kind, and it is Rick and Jeff, and they've got a couple guests tonight, James Keller of Maynard and Thomas Gammerdinger of McCallum, both getting ready for their playoff matchups. So uh, shout-out to the Under the Lights crew. Also, shout-out to the IHS Fan Network. Remember, you can go to hornfm.com, click on that high school page, and you've got more choices. We bring you the games on the uh, on the radio of course with Lake Travis with Vandegrift and with LBJ but uh, you can also get other games with the IHS Fan Network there on hornfm.com before we get into Texas basketball and a couple other things a quick Justin Tucker stat for you Longhorn fans so if you're ever in a discussion about do you indeed get to claim the greatest kicker that has ever lived in pro football there's a couple other guys that might be in the discussion over Justin here's one you give them Zay, last night, Justin Tucker hit a field goal. 
in the fourth quarter. He has now hit 64 field goals in a row in the fourth quarter or overtime. Everybody just let that one bake in for a second. 64 straight. Yeah, I joke about Westlake guys and having mayonnaise breath. Justin Tucker, I think so highly of him. It's like he had hot sauce breath. Oh, like he, he's just so mentally tough. He's so good at his craft. And, you know, he's very personable, too. Like he was always filmed after games joking around on the planes. And you could catch him on their yeah. somebody's social media account on the Ravens. He's awesome, they, man. They filmed him, and he was like, you know, I'm – I got in trouble one time for, you know, go, just going off and speaking my mind. But, you know, we basically smoked that New Orleans Saints pack last night. Like, he's he's a jokester. He's a great guy to have in the locker room. And, yeah, he's the greatest ever. Like yes. You might say it's Vinatieri or something like that for the rings and what he's done and clutch time and stuff. But I, I, I'm not with that. I think Justin Tucker has gotten his rings, proven that. He's incredible. kicks. Consistent the whole nine. And yeah. I, I think he might have another 10 years left. I think you might be right, man. 64 in a row in that stat. And then the one I gave you earlier this year where they estimated on one particular kick he had to win a game, a game winning kick, it was so down the middle that he'd have still made it if the goalposts were a half a yard wide. That's how accurate he was on that kick. That's what I'm saying. What you want? You want accuracy? You want him to go 60-something yards? Like, he'll do it all. It's stupid. It's absolutely crazy. So, shout out to the Ravens, man. And if you're a fan of any other team in the AFC and you're not paying attention to the Ravens, I think you're missing out. Same thing on the NFC side. As a Cowboys fan and uh, and a Bucks fan, I'm paying attention to the Ravens, man. That's a nasty, blue-collar, black-and-blue kind of group over there. Alright, uh, let's get into a little bit of Texas Hoops talk here, Zay. They win last night. They opened up the Moody Center officially and uh, got things started with a nice 72-57 to victory. What stood out to you last night? Um, you know, Tyrese Hunter, he looked good. A lot of turnovers at the beginning, but I think there was just a little some nerves, you know. It was a different turnout. It's a different feeling. Even though they played Arkansas and beat the brakes off them by 30 points, that Arkansas team is pretty young. And this UTEP team, they're pretty experienced, even though they come from all over through the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this game was on Longhorn Network. It was a bigger turnout, like over 11,000. So, Hopefully that's what you So they expect. did get, they did get a good turnout. They got oh, a yeah. sellout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. It was a good it was a good turnout. And yeah. they got loud at, you know, certain points of the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, this Texas team, they're gonna be really good defensively. They have way more confidence in Coach Beard's system, especially the returning guys. You saw that with Marcus Carr. He just has a different motor to him this year where mm-hmm. he doesn't have to think as much because he's not playing that lead guard position. Tyrese Hunter is. So there's times where Marcus Carr is due to you know Tyrese Hunter maybe being out the game or Serge Jabari Rice coming into the game, who I love. I think Serge Jabari Rice, th- th- he could be, I will continue to say this, he could be like a Royal Ivy type of player for this Horns team. He just does everything right. He hits shots. He's always in the right position defensively, and it's going to be very hard for Chris Beard to keep him off the court. But, you know, Dylan Mitchell, even though he's the probably the most 
projected lottery pick out of all these guys, has the most NBA aspirations. He's still a very young player, and mm-hmm. him being a freshman, like I said a couple of weeks ago, he will get into foul trouble and stuff like that due to him just relying on his athleticism and forgetting that, oh, man, this is college basketball, big-time Power 5 college basketball. There are a lot of guys that are just as athletic as me. I got to be disciplined sometimes and stay on the ground, and that will come. He'll definitely learn that, but, you know, they got beaten the uh, uh, rebound department, which yep. that's, you know, uh, if Chris Beard is going to not play his big guys together, like, I don't think you'll see Christian Bishop and Dylan DeSue much at, playing at the same time. I, I just don't think you will. You, Timmy Allen, he played a lot of four last night. Brock Cunningham only had 11 minutes. If he won't play big, then teams will take advantage of that because that will be the way to beat the horn. They're really good perimeter-wise, defensively. They're playing more up-tempo. In order to beat them, you got to crash the boards with everybody. And if you have guys that are pretty athletic and big up top, which is everybody's concern, do they have a true big man? Do they have a true shot blocker? That's yet to be seen. Can Dylan DeSue be those things, him coming along second year under Chris Beard and second year after the injury? So we'll see. But, yeah, it's all about getting the dub. They won by 15, and they got Houston Christian on Thursday. I thought of Mark Henry on that rebounding number. Mark called us the other day and said, hey, man, I like Texas. I think they're going to be good. A little worried about bigger teams out-rebounding them. A little worried about teams attacking them with size and out-rebounding them. So they are going to have to look at that. Uh, I'm with you. I really like Tyrese Hunter. Uh, good smooth shot. That one assist, five turnovers does need to be something to work on there. Like you said, yeah. a little sloppy at the beginning. Uh, that they were trying to find themselves a little bit. Seventy-two fifty-seven by the end, and Texas shoots a nice fifty-five percent from the floor. Next up, they'll play Houston Christian. Houston Christian, not Houston Baptist anymore. I got to get used to it too. Houston Christian on Thursday night at eight o'clock. If you want to go check out the Moody Center, uh, also tonight. On ESPN at 6 o'clock, we've got the latest CFP rankings that will be coming out. Uh, and Zay, I'm assuming everybody will, you know, everybody's going to believe that, and I think they'll be right, that Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan are going to be in for sure. The question is, is TCU going to be that fourth team? And the argument I would make for how they could get screwed is pretty simple it's either Tennessee or Oregon. Oregon lost to the current number one team. Now, they were three at the time, Georgia, but they lost to the current number one. They have two ranked wins. Now, those ranked wins are BYU and UCLA. To me, that'd be an insult to TCU if they did it. But I think the team that's going to do it is Tennessee. Tennessee just lost to the number one. I know it was by a little bit, but they still just lost to them, and you know the committee loves that. They also have five ranked wins, including Alabama. And the ranked wins that TCU has the committee could argue, aren't as impressive. So I think if somebody screws TCU tonight, I think it's Tennessee in the four slot and TCU. And the committee would say, what are you talking about? You went up. You went up to number five or number six. I think it's Tennessee that could screw them. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. And the committee could definitely say, hey, TCU, y'all's biggest test is this weekend when y'all go to the ATX. Yep. Because Vegas – has Texas by a touchdown. I haven't seen the line lately, but when it first came out, it was was by a touchdown, which is very steep. And if I'm Sonny Dykes and the Horn Frogs, I'm pretty offended by that, and I'm definitely going to use that as bulletin board material and fuel when I come down to the ATX. So, hey, if the committee decides to make that move and keep TCU and hose them and put them at number five, I won't like that. 
because that, again, bulletin board material. For it'll give them something to fight for. Yeah, it'll yeah. give them something to fight right. for because I, I, that will mean that the committee is saying, hey, prove it if y'all can yeah. beat this Texas team, which we think very highly of because they're the only team that has three losses uh-huh. that we have in the top 25. So clearly the committee thinks that Texas is pretty damn good. Right. And TCU, they're like, hey, Y'all still got to show me something, and this weekend, this this might, if TCU could get it done, I think this weekend that will put them in the uh, uh, the four. Yeah, and the Longhorns slotted up to, what, number 18 this week, right? They're eight, eight, 18 in the AP. Uh, we'll see how much the committee wants to, to move them up. That's a great point. I think for you and all the Longhorn fans listening, if I was a Longhorn fan, oh, I'd be rooting for TCU to get yeah, in bro, tonight. Yeah, put them in. You are rooting for that four. In fact, maybe even root for a three. Root for a three, and they <laughs> slip Michigan down to four, something like that, because you want them to feel that energy. And on the other side, if I'm Sonny Dykes, I tell every player I've got, nobody answers any media stuff this week. Anybody that wants to talk to you about tonight, say no. I'm going to say no. If I was Sonny Dykes, I'd tell ESPN, no. Hey, coach, we'd like to have you on. No. Yeah, but no. I know, but college game day, no. Talk to me on Saturday. You can do all do all the stuff we're going to do leading up, but I'm not going on live to react to whatever that committee's about to do tonight. I'm getting ready for Texas. The answer is no. Yeah, and that's the scariest thing about TCU coming into town. They have so much to play for game within the game. There's college football playoff. There's the Gary Patterson situation. Like I'm Sonny Dykes. I'm like, traitor. We got a statue. We got to see this fool go into the facilities every single day. And he went. Over there, yeah, he's wearing that color to the uh, uh, to the state school. Uh-huh. He's wearing that color now, sweating out the burnt orange. Now <laughs> he used to sweat out that purple. We loved when he sweated out the purple. Yep. We loved when he sweated out them visors. Now he's sweating out burnt orange visors, and they're picking them to beat us. Everybody's picking Texas to win this game. So. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. That's Shows- so much to play for, and right. they're being disrespected by the committee. And, yeah, they're going to use that as fuel. <laughs> they Dude, definitely are. It's such a great matchup because then on the other side, you've got that signature possibility for Sark. You could argue he has not had. I've heard Rod Babers in the afternoon talk about it. Those guys talk about, has he? does he have a signature win yet? Probably not. Could you argue last Saturday night was kind of one? Kind of. He did beat a team higher ranked than him. But in the as far as the committee goes, no. And as far as Vegas would tell you, no, that wasn't an upset. You're supposed to win that game. Yeah. We could certainly argue that beating a top five team for the first time since '99 at DKR, that would be he gets to take the pen out and put that Steve Sarkeesian on that one. Uh, so it's big for Texas because then you could have that relevancy discussion and say, oh man, they're in line now to go back to Jerry World and go where a lot of people think Texas is supposed to go. And th- because think TCU can lose this game and they're still in first place. Yeah. So Texas has more to, uh, well, in a way, I could argue Texas has more to gain from this thing, but they also, they're Texas, so they have more to lose. TCU has less to lose by losing the game. Yeah. Because nobody thought they'd be here, especially after losing Gary Patterson. Yeah. Right. Like Sonny Dykes, yeah. he's overachieved already. Dude, how many times is the camera going to cut to Gary Patterson in oh, this game? Oh, it's going to be wild. Gonna... I would hide out. I, I would oh, try to my hide. God. I would try to hide out as much as possible if I could because he – 
I think he understands that he could become a serious distraction, and yep. he doesn't want to do that. I like what Steve Sarkeesian said yesterday about uh, uh, you know Coach Patterson is still coming to work, doing the same thing that he's been doing all season long, and that's given us good you know input on what he sees defensively and how we could use that from week to week. And yeah, that this is what he's came here to do. Yeah, you know, his wife's a, his wife's a Longhorn, so he's got some pride in being uh-huh. the Texas Longhorn. I love what B. John Robinson said when they asked him about the Gary Patterson situation. He said, "That's my coach. I'm riding for him." There it is. You think when he leaves the house, whenever the last time he leaves the house, like on Saturday, early, early Saturday morning, the last thing the wife says to him is, "Hook him, honey." <laughs> <laughs> Just to mess with him, <laughs> probably. All right, Texas and TCU, Saturday evening. We're working our way towards that. Jeff Ward coming up at 105. Up next in the crab bag, I'll give you my rule number one and two for the bye week if you're a pro football player. This is the horn. Oh, the seeker. Come on now. Hit that note, Roger. Hit that note. I can't believe there was one point of time where they tried to ban us for playing this beautiful music. I know. It's crazy. This would be the Who's take on the seeker, correct? Yes. Yeah. I would have to look up. I believe this is an old blues song that does not belong to the Who. I'd have to double check that, but this is my that's a got to be my favorite version of this song. Uh, old, this is old school Who right here. It's way back. They call me the Seeker. Go West and the Who have gotten us started today. Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. Lots of football on the board. Warming up towards Texas and TCU. Aaron Hogan made an interesting point this morning. B and E, six to ten a.m. Great to hear Bucky Godbolt back on the air. Yeah, it is. After his surgery, talked to Buck this morning. That was nice. I did as well, and he's uh, he says he's feeling good coming back, and uh, he's starting to starting to feel back to normal again. Uh, great to hear them on the air as always this morning. But Aaron made. I don't an feel in- comfortable with him telling us that he has things stuck in his throat. I- That's a little odd. You, you, that's, that, that's a little off. He's like, yeah, I had these tubes stuck all the way down my throat. I was like, all right, Buck. You know, yeah. I, I appreciate you feeling better, but that's a little too much. Information. I think that just speaks to your uncomfortability with the subject matter and not Bucky. <laughs> I don't think that's Bucky's fault. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe it was just how he said it because, you know, he's a little more soft-spoken getting over the throat yeah. deal. So it was just, yeah. I don't know. It's just like today. I was telling some of the people in a, pro- a promotions meeting there should be a shirt for one of the stations that says make it sticky and they were like oh that's gross I was like no no y'all made that gross I meant like internet sticky like keep it on on your mind keep it at the front of your mind y'all are dirty not me and then I walked out I like that I rocked that shirt it was great yeah exactly I like Coke FM, make it sticky. I thought, I don't know, it just sounds cool. Yeah, I'm still wearing on my other free Coke FM shirt, so <laughs> hey, we, we, our team needs to get on that, but that's okay. I've never had a Coke FM shirt. Are you serious? I'm rocking one right I now. I know you are. I need to get one. <laughs> Somehow I never You're get one. program director. They never ask me. 
Maybe Eric Reigns doesn't like me secretly. Is that what it is? Do you think? <laughs> I've never, I've never oh, been. Oh, that's hilarious! I've never been offered a Coke shirt, and I always compliment them every time I see them. I always give them compliments. Oh man, that's a great shirt. That's a great shirt. That's a great shirt. Nobody ever asks if I want one, so there you go. All right, uh, and nobody ever asks what I think for the crap bag, but I will always tell you. Jeff Ward's coming up at one hundred and five, but right now I got a little rant for some pro football players. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So this has come back up now because of something that happened to a New York Giant. So let me be very clear. As a Cowboys fan, what I'm about to tell you is good for the Cowboys in a way. So overall, I guess it's a thumbs up from me. But over, but, but as far as the overarching principles here, it still applies. So... A New York Giant named Xavier McKinney, a defensive back, is now out for like at least four games, if I'm reading correctly, because he hurt himself in an ATV accident. Now that's terrible. That's not great. And I'm not going to be the OCD guy that says you should put yourself in bubble wrap on a bye week. Here's what I am going to say. You can't go to a place that starts with the word Cabo on your bye week. Your working. It's an off week. It's not you're off. It's not you're done. And you're not like us. You're not like us normal folk. Normal folk, whoever, whatever you do for a living, if you want to take a week and go on a vacation, you have the right to do that. If you're a professional football player, rule number one for me is I need you to care a little more than I do as a fan. That's rule number one. I need you to wake up every day and care a little bit more about the fact whether the team wins or not than I do as a fan. Rule number two, if you have a plan for the bye week that involves your passport being required, stop. Stop. The answer is no. No. If I am a giant fan, Zay, if I'm day ball and I've built all that culture that was going and we're headed in a positive direction... My player, I got a player going to Cabo. I don't even care what follows Cabo on a bye week. What are we doing? Yeah, it's not a good look. And I'm with you. If you need a passport to go anywhere on a bye week, then I, I don't think your priorities are right. Yeah. You want to get on a boat? Get yeah. on a boat. You want to go to a lake? Go to Miami. Go to a lake. Yeah, go. I'm going to Miami. You want to go to South Beach? You want to go for a drive? You want to go see family? I get it. I'll take Cowboys fans back to 07. Cowboys are the number one seed in the NFC, <laughs> and multiple players go somewhere. Cabo San, who cares? And it was Romo, and it was Witten, and it was the running back at the time. I can't remember if that was Barber or who it was. There were like five guys and their wives and girlfriends go on a vacation. Troy Aikman goes on radio in Dallas and says, you can't go to Cabo the week before a playoff game. Not the week before a playoff game. And they lost the game to the Giants. That's the one where <laughs> let's, well, I can still see Patrick Creighton dropping that ball because they took their eyes off the ball, off the prize. You can't have a vacation week. That can't be it. Off week, yes. Rest week, yes. Rehab week, sure. Xavier McKinney. And then he tries to tweet something out, Xavier McKinney, and in the tweet... He explains what happened on a guided ATV tour, whatever. But then he says, I'm going to do everything I can. You know what, dude? I don't care how that sentence ends because I hate how it started. Because you did not do everything you could to benefit you and the New York Giants, which is where your focus needs to be. 
Now, sometimes there's exceptions because it all depends on the player and it depends on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me, I'm all about mental toughness with the team. If you have a team mentally tough to endure those types of things, a la the Chicago Bulls who sent Dennis Rodman out oh, for well, that okay. trip during the finals. He went to Vegas. They're making a movie about it. Went to Vegas. That's one dude going to Vegas. No passport. No passport. True. We don't need a passport for no, that. True. Yeah. But it's still Dennis Rodman, oh, the I type know. of guy. And Phil was like, yo. He needs this. And if we want to get anything out of him for where we're trying to go in our final year, let him go 48 hours, live it up in Vegas with Carmen's sexy self, and then come back, be locked in, and then treat the mailman like crap and get us our sixth ring. Mm. So it all it all just depends. I'm with you though. In the NFL, it's come on, man. It's a little I don't know why it's different for me in the NFL. Maybe I don't know. Because and also, it's just such a physical. It's such a physical world they live in. You got to be protecting your body at all times. You got to pay attention to all those little details. You got to control what you can control. The game might take it all from you. The game could take your spine, literally. The game could take your life in a way. You know, literally. Could yeah, ask Chris. All else. those things, right? It could take those things. But what you can't control is what happens on a multi-person guided ATV tour in Cabo. <laughs> And he hurt his hand. He hurt his Yo, hand. How I don't, fast is he going? I don't know. Yo, but he's revving that thing. ATVs can be can be dangerous. I've ri- I've driven them, you know, all my life, and it's a tough thing. I'm assuming we're on four wheelers. Hopefully, they're not still rolling three wheelers in Cabo. But hopefully, it's a four wheeler. But those things are tough if you're not used to driving them, and you t- take one short turn, it will tump over on you. If you're going in brush and briars and stuff, you could get something. I don't know if he cut <laughs> his hand, but it's a hand injury, and that's kind of what ends up happening. By the way, weird side story here that I saw in this article. Do you remember everybody remember the Georgia receiver Muhammad Massaquai? Remember that name? I loved the name back in the day. Muhammad was the guy, I think he was the with the the guy with the Browns that got hit by was it James Harrison? The two big James Harrison hits on Browns, one with Colt. The other thing was Muhammad Massaquai. Went to Georgia, the receiver. I didn't realize this. In 2018, he had an ATV accident and had to have his left hand amputated oh hell no off of an atv accident i did not realize that that is crazy man uh but anyway some guys just need the thrill some guys just need the rush of crazy excitement where normal folk like you said normal folk would think that was it should be safe but they're like no let's go let's see how fast this thing could go i don't care where i am i'm living it up hey His job, this dude's job twice a year is to figure out where A.J. Brown is and to stop him from catching football. That's not exciting (laughs) enough for you? That's not thrilling enough for you. There are eight or nine games left on your schedule, and you are now going to miss half of them because you went to Cabo and got on an ATV. If I'm Brian Dayball, I don't even know what to do about that. That'd be, that'd be my new first day if I'm the head coach. I write those two things on a chalkboard. Please care more about our team winning than our fans do. Rule number two, if your passport is required for whatever you're thinking of during our off week, stop. Please stop unless your mother or father is sick in that country that you have to go to that you need to passport for. In which case, we'll get you armed security and we won't let you near an ATV. Yo, shout out to my man Adam Wagner of Wagner Rider every Sunday from 9 to 12 who's a Giants fan and success 100. There you go, Wags. (laughs) 
That's a good example. I knew I knew a Giants fan somewhere. Thank you, Wags. You know he's pissed today. Because Xavier McKinney needs to wake up every day and he needs to care a little bit more about the Giants winning than Wags does because he's getting paid millions of dollars to help them win. Yo, hey, my man, you need to go Anthony Cook and put a cast on that thing. Man, you you, you oh, should man. still play. Yeah, what's that injury? That's a good point. What, what? That's, that's good point. That, that's how you show your team that, hey, I know I mucked up, but now I clearly am all locked in. If he If he comes back and plays and puts a – cast around his uh, wrist or hand, whatever, then that shows me yeah. something. I'm re- that shows me something. I'm reading at least four weeks. Dude, <laughs> dude it, it, they don't have the option. Wags, Wags knows what I'm about to say. This Yesterday, they put him on like a reserved... Oh, IR? It, IR, yes. Like the four-game minimum? Like, yes. Mm. That's why it's, they're saying it's at least four games. He is out. He is O-U-T out for four games. Yeah. ATV in Cabo. Are you serious? Are you serious? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> now we're just getting petty with the Giants. Plexico shot himself in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was during the bye week. <laughs> oh, that was that's funny. No, no, petty, no. Man. not Y'all the bye week. Not the bye week. Yeah, that that is some pettiness, but I do enjoy it. All right, coming up, Jeff Ward. I've gone too long. We've gone too late. We've taken some of Jeff Ward's time. Let's uh, let's get the break, and we'll talk to Jeff next on the Horn. 